culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. And for some reason, I feel really, I feel really good and happy to be in studio when the theme song just started playing right now. I kind of just felt really appreciative and grateful. It's been a really, really crazy couple of weeks, especially with travel. I was just in Atlanta. Now I have to head out to Dallas. Um, And it's just been crazy busy. And it's just about to get even crazier and, and busier. But so much good is happening right now, and I'm kind of just focusing on all of the good. Um, you know, professionally, things are in a good place. I'm really happy. You know, I've, I, I've over the past year and a half, I've talked openly about, um, you know, my family and my brother, Ethan, who was diagnosed with autism and kind of the struggle that we've, uh, that our journey has had over the past 10, 11 years since his diagnosis. And over the summer, we went through a really rough patch, and I'm happy to report. I'm really happy to share that um, the other night, my mom texted me and said that for the first time, he every night she tells him she loves him, and she reminds him that he's brave, and she reminds him that he's loved, and she reminds him that he's smart. And she said that for the first time, he she said, I love you, and he said, I love you back, and he said, I'm... I'm brave, I'm smart, and I'm loved. And that is just such a huge moment. Sorry, I didn't mean to get emotional. I, it's just, we've worked so hard to get to this point, and I just really wanted to share it with everybody because, I mean, Ethan's 14 now, and we've been at this a long time, and to finally reach those milestones this late in the game is is huge and just know that there's hope and it wouldn't be possible without the support of Generation Rescue and all the resources that we gained through them. So just, you know, believe in hope. Keep trying. We have another great story with an awesome guest today um, who's going to be chatting with us in just a minute. I'm super excited. Um, A lot of good is happening right now. So just wanted to share that with everybody. Today's guest I met uh, at the Love Organic Beauty, Love Beauty Wellness Festival over the summer. She's a fellow Skyhorse author with her New York Times bestseller, Cured by Nature. She's also a certified lab analyst and environmental technician. So she's got the looks and the brains 
and the talent as a musician, model, actress, and regular contributor to publications like Lucky Magazine, Happy and Wellness Magazine, and Pop Sugar Fitness. Everybody, please welcome Tara Mackey. So happy to be here. Thank you so much. And your touching story about your brother, Zach. Oh, my God. It's. I'm so happy <laughs> for you. You have no idea. It's so insane because probably by the time we get to the end of this conversation, um, that story really reminds me a lot of, of what we'll be talking about today. And uh, definitely... It is your love and your mother's reassurance for your brother that's gotten him to this point. And so I really have to applaud all the hard work you guys have put in because that, that doesn't just happen, you know. Thank you. It's it's definitely been quite the journey, as I'm sure you know, with your own personal journey. I mean, it's crazy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and your journey happened when you were an adult. So there's really you know, you can really turn things around at any point. You know, you just really yeah. have to be determined. You have to believe and you have to be willing to do the work, which you and I both know is not easy, but it <laughs> it happens and it gets there. Right. <laughs> so let's talk a bit about your book, Cured by Nature, because I think you have a great story, you know, about struggling and resorting to, tr- to uh, traditional medicine and how it essentially failed you. Um, so where where did your journey start? Um, my journey kind of started actually, um, I would say, when I was 13. Um, although before that, my grandparents uh, got custody of me when I was seven because my mother was my mother was a single mother, raised mm-hmm. me by herself, and uh, struggled with drug and alcohol addiction. So I had actually seen her overdose on heroin, and like a few months later, you know, my grandparents took oh my uh, took her to court and got custody of me. And so I grew up with them. Um, and had just seen my mom actually relapse again the year before I started high school when I was 13. Um, she had moved in with us for two years and was sober and then had relapsed in front of me. And, like, I had to tell my family. So um, I had been going to talk therapy for a long time, and it mm-hmm. was really helpful, actually. I don't know who or where I would be right now without talk therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that was working for a really long time. But after um, my mom relapsed, my grandparents decided to take me to a child psychiatrist. And, um, you know, a psychiatrist form of therapy comes in a pill bottle and, uh, he diagnosed me as bipolar at 13 and put me on an adult dosage of lithium, which is like, you know, what they've been using since the 1950s for women with hysteria and stuff. So it is a very strong drug. They do not test it on children, but they do prescribe it to children. So I was one of the children that they did prescribe it to. And I started that at 13. Um, And so that's where my journey started. Um, But by the time I was 24, I was on 14 different medications, 12 of which were to be taken Every single day. Oh, yeah. Well, by the time I was 16, I was on three. So, uh, you know. Is that not crazy that that it's it's possible to be on, on, legally possible to be on this many medications? At 100 pounds. I mean, like, what? I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't understand. Where is the logic? (laughs) Well, I mean, I think it it happens a lot more now that I don't, you know, um, now that I you know, don't take um, any pills that I don't need to, especially for, you know, depression and emotions and, and things like that. And, right. you know, we'll, we'll definitely get to why I came to that conclusion for myself. But <laughs> um, 
but I do work with a lot of people now and I have a lot of friends and um, some family members, although they are coming around who they just take whatever a doctor will give them. And right. I, I wasn't looking for pills. I don't particularly like um, taking drugs at all, especially mm-hmm. pharmaceutical drugs are really not my favorite and they don't agree with my body. So it, um, it was not something I was looking for. And a lot of the drugs that I was put on are some of the most deadly, like fentanyl and oxycodone and Ambien and Xanax and Valium. And, oh, those are uh, some intense drugs. Yeah, especially to be on the mall. Yeah, all time. at the same time. <laughs> That's a bit intense. Like, I feel like, like just naming those, I just almost overdosed. No. And <laughs> just thinking about it. I was like four of the 14, too. Like, so. oh my God. <laughs> no, it's crazy. I know. No, it, it oh is. God. The more I think about it, the crazier it is to me, especially now that I've been off them for five years and I realize I don't, I never needed any of them. That's yeah. the, that's the thing that's the, that's the scariest. So when did you notice that it became problematic for you? When um, I, I would say, you know, even in high school, I, I, so when I was 16, I got put on a medication for ADHD, which mm-hmm. I do not have. <laughs> I know a lot of people who do have it. I have, like, whatever the opposite of ADHD is. Like, I seriously, I had been on, you know, I'd gotten first honors every single semester of my life um, or term of my life since, like, sixth grade. And uh, I was, I was, you know, had been put on lithium, which actually can interfere with your ability to do math and science, which is what it was doing for me. So I went from being a straight-A student to every once in a while bringing home, you know, a C plus, which like for myself and my grandparents who were raising me was a huge deal because it it really meant something was wrong. So they did, they took me to my psychiatrist and he put me on an ADD medication called Mm -hmm. um, Metadate, which PS is one letter away from being called Methadate. Like they're not even trying (laughs) to pretend it's not speed. Um, so it is basically speed, and it did not agree with me at all. I, you know, I do sing, and I was auditioning a lot, and um, I couldn't do it anymore. Like I couldn't yeah. audition. I would like my voice would start cracking and stuff, and I would get really nervous. And that was the first time I, I actually noticed that um, these drugs have effects. They're not side effects, right. and I know they're called side effects, but as far as I'm concerned, there's no such thing as side effects. There's defects. Your body yeah, doesn't know what's effects. effects yeah. Side effects, like they, your body doesn't know the difference. That's something a doctor made up to make you feel better. So, <laughs> so what was um, the turning point for you to kind of say, okay, hey, it's time to kind of get myself together and get on a right and steady path away from medication? Um, what was that moment like? That moment was. Um, you know, fast forward almost a decade after that, after my first aha moment about the medication, and I was 24, and uh, my best friend had actually just taken her own life, and a few weeks later, I tried to take my own life, um, because I just, I don't know, I, I was, I thought she knew something I didn't know, I guess. I, I was just in this place where I was so hurt, and I was on so many different drugs, and right. I was in such a an abusive relationship with somebody too that I'd been with for three years. I mean, it was abusive every way you could think of. He tried to kill me. I we I called the cops on him. Like just every bad Lifetime movie all rolled into one. <laughs> so, um, and 
And after I tried to take my life, I realized he really kind of like didn't care about me. So I broke up with him. I realized in that moment um, that I felt really numb and that had I succeeded at what I tried to do, it wouldn't have released anything because like I came very close and the attempt didn't help me. So I just realized that like dying is not going to solve anything that's going on and I had just been at one of my best friend's funerals a few weeks prior and so mm-hmm. for me it was like well that didn't help anything for anyone that didn't solve any problems right, you know my right. life's no better for that um and I'm not going to do that to my family and I'm not going to do that to other people I'm going to figure out what's what's really going on and I realized um that one of the most toxic relationships that I was in was my my dependency on pharmaceutical medication, which I'd been on for as long as I could remember almost at that point. So I um, I decided I was going to come off it, and I did so cold turkey, which was a really bad idea. Do not recommend <laughs> it. Huge, huge red warning sign of do not ever do that, ever. Yeah. Um, luckily, there are a lot more doctors nowadays that are willing to help their patients. I kind of had to do it because none of my doctors were you know, a lot of the medication I was taking was like, if you try to come off it, they're like, oh, you're getting worse. And they'll like put you on more of it. So yeah, you can't even try. So I understand a lot of people's frustration when they do try, especially if they were, and there are a lot of people right now. I mean, when I was diagnosed as bipolar, there were like, um, I think like half a million diagnoses in this country. And I looked it up because I'm writing my second book right now. And there are currently 5 million people in the United States diagnosed as bipolar. Wow. I know. It's a lot. That I, is and a I want, I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe all those people maybe Truly, are. You right. know what I mean? Because right. I wasn't. So, yeah. um, there's definitely people who are sitting with the diagnosis and going home and wondering like, really? <laughs> I don't, <laughs> it doesn't sound like me, you know? So, um, so what do you, okay, so you cut it cold turkey. You don't recommend that. So what, what, what did you find most helpful when, when trying to part with the, um, trying to part with medication and, and transition over to a more holistic life? Okay, so I should warn you that my journey is just a little different because I did it cold turkey because I I went through really bad withdrawal symptoms. So I like I came off cold turkey and then a few weeks later I felt just like absolute crap and I had you know like any drug addict that doesn't know they're a drug addict instead of throwing out all my medication I had hidden it under my bathroom sink. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I went into the bathroom, and uh, it was the Lamictal, really, which is a, a mood stabilizer I'd been switched to from the lithium when I was 16, and I'd been on it the longest, um, almost a decade. And the withdrawal symptoms from that were so bad. They were like they were equivalent and worse than what I saw my mom go through over, um, you know, trying to get over being addicted to heroin when I was a kid because she did detox at home a few times or tried to did and that, it was like just as a, as a quick side note i didn't mean to cut mm-hmm. you off but did that okay. ever um being that your mother had uh issues with addiction was that something that ever concerned you being on so many different prescription medications no because like the you know i think actually my grandparents kind of 
wanted me to go on medication as early as possible to keep me away from drugs. I know oh, that sounds okay. crazy, but I don't like my family. But I don't that's the think, faith we have. Doctor, that's the know, faith that's we the have faith in our healthcare system. Yeah, I know. It's scary to think, think about that, it as a drug. Yeah, it's scary Even to. You go to the drugstore to pick it up. Right. <laughs> right. I know. No, it's crazy. I never equivocated them until I started um, withdrawal symptoms. And I was like, this is horrendous. So anyway, I went into the bathroom and I almost took it again. And that was actually my real moment of clarity where I realized like, uh, if I do this right now, I'm going to be here again. Like, I don't want to be on this stuff. And I'm 24. Like, if I do it now, I could still have a life. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I don't want to be doing this five years or 10 years from now. Like, I want to get it over with. So... Um, when I did that and I was going through really bad withdrawal symptoms, I couldn't really eat anything, but what I could do was I could drink a lot of kombucha, which is like one of the first things that actually really helped me. And, um, so I used to go out and, and stock up on, and at the time they were like super expensive because you couldn't find them anywhere. GT's kombucha. Yeah. Um, and then I would just sip on that and stuff for days. Um, and supplements really, really helped me and making smoothies, um, really, really helped me because I couldn't eat anything solid for like months. And, um, and so I, I kind of learned to make my own little concoctions and it went from being a chore and something that I used to like loathe or think was kind of weird or gross to like something that I really looked forward to and, and enjoyed and took pride in. And it kind of happened like overnight, honestly, where, um, I just, kind of started looking at things differently and and so what would you say your lifestyle is like now is it completely holistic you've changed your your diet and eating habits no more meds oh no more meds i've been off meds for five years wow five year off meds anniversary was like a few weeks ago was like the last time i even took anything at all because the doctor tried to give me Valium and Xanax, like when I was trying to come off stuff. So um, it took a while for it to all, yeah. But my my anniversary just came up a few months ago, and nice. It was, well, happy anti anniversary. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. It's been um, it's been quite a journey. I haven't, yeah, I haven't taken any pharmaceuticals. I mean, like antibiotics and stuff. Yes, but as far as like. Um, but even that, I haven't. So I used to get like frequent like bladder infections and cystis, and and like my kidneys were shutting down basically, mm-hmm. of course, because I was taking fourteen different drugs right. a day, and I wasn't like eating very well. You know, not that I wasn't eating, but I wasn't eating well. Like I right. didn't really cook, and I didn't know anything about food or cooking or yeah, anything. Yeah, that's a crazy misconception <laughs> that people think that just because you are are eating something and your stomach feels full that you're you know, getting nourished. But I mean, food right. and, and real food are two completely different things. Like our whole concept Completely of, different. Yeah, our whole concept <laughs> of like health and, and nutrition and, and health care, it's so convoluted and twisted. And, and the sad part is people don't, like we just put our faith into what we see and what we read and hear from our doctors or just see on TV. And we trust that everything is in our best interest. And it isn't always. It isn't always. It's it's actually mostly in whoever is selling you the thing's best interest. Right. I mean, you have to. It's a business. Completely. It's like anything else. You know, they trying have to make money. Obligations to fulfill. You know, Walgreens sold 
almost a billion prescription drugs last year, and they brag that's about insane. that on yeah. their quarterly report. And that's just one pharmacy. Yeah. That's the thing to me that's like freaks me out is like you sold almost a billion drugs, and oh, yeah. they're like they break it down. Most of them are for old people. Yeah, well, because medication, attack, yeah, know? medication has been marketed as healthcare. It's been marketed right. as what's what's considered healthy and better for you. Like if you have a symptom, mm-hmm. this medication takes it away, so it helps you live a healthy life. And and that's not true. Like it really just masks the symptom without really addressing right. the root issue. That's exactly what I found. Yeah, is that really what I'd been doing was I'd been running away from the problems and masking the problems. Right. And and then wondering why they were still facing me in the morning and constantly complaining <laughs> and wondering why I was miserable and still depressed and then taking an antidepressant and then wondering why I was anxious and then taking an anti-anxiety medication and then wondering why my kidneys are shutting down and then taking an antibiotic. Like, oh, my God, what yeah. are you doing? And they're really no. just, yeah, I know. Well, congrats on, you know, coming out of that and educating yourself and really doing it on your own. Um, and congrats yeah. on making the bestseller list. That is not easy. So Thank props you very much. to you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I'm just really excited that people, um, pe- it resonates with people. And then it's given people a different, because I don't recommend everybody do this. That, right. This is crazy <laughs> what I did. Right. But I think thinking about why are you taking what you're taking? You know, are you helpless to your own body? P.S. The answer is no. You know, right. who's who's living your life for you? Why yeah. do you believe what you believe? Is it because somebody else told you? Is that person a doctor? That's great. Is the doctor a human being? Yes. Does that mean they're fallible? A hundred percent. So I think just realizing where your information is coming from and how you've applied it to your life. Like when I got diagnosed, it was my first year as a teenager. And yeah. and I felt crazy a lot of the time because somebody told me at 13 years old, you're crazy. You have a very serious disease that mm-hmm. needs to be treated as medication. You have to think of this like it's a cancer. And um, I think that's really unhealthy. I think thinking about our feelings as symptoms and diseases is right. really unhealthy. It's like one of the most unhealthy things. And I, you know, not to, not to knock psychiatry or psychology, like I said, I would not be here without it. And I, it's what I studied right. in college, of course. Right. So I... I but I just think um, realizing why people are incentivized to to medicate you, no matter what they do for a living, is like, just think about that before you fill any prescriptions. That's right. all I'm saying. Right. <laughs> it's all not, I'm saying. It's not do this or don't do this, but it's about finding what works for you and, and ultimately knowing that, you know, your own health is, is really in your own hands. Like you have that control and that power and you don't need to rely on anybody or anything to, to you know, be yeah, healthy and, no, and feel good. Yes. And nobody knows you like you know you. Exactly. You know what I mean? A doctor doesn't spend almost any time with you. Exactly. <laughs> five minutes you're in their office. So. <laughs> exactly. And so yeah. now you have um, the Organic Life blog. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. What inspired you. you to get that started? Um, you know, I've been blogging actually. I don't know if you remember Live Journal, but I've been blogging on Live Journal since I was like 14. And um, so throughout my whole doing, you know, every possible drug for everything you can prescribe a drug to a person for imaginable. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, a lot of it was kind of like ramblings about my dependencies on other people and and drugs and 
in relationships and things that were super unhealthy. And uh, I actually, when I was detoxing, I took a social media slash like internet break for like a year and a half. That was the best. It was really good. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could do it today, but unfortunately my entire career relies on the internet. Everybody's does now. It's so hard to get away. It's really hard to get away. It's crazy. My phone crashed, and so now I can't really take photos. So I haven't been on social media as much. I got the iPhone 7. I know I jumped on the bandwagon. Ah! It's on its way. Um, But for right now, I've had, like, a break from social media. It's actually kind of been nice, but I'm like, this is not smart career-wise or professionally. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, when is this phone getting here? (laughs) No, you need a break sometimes. So I did that mostly because I couldn't even like read or look at a screen or do anything. So right. I was like, this is useless. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I decided to um, get back to blogging. I really love writing and I really liked combining writing and photos and, and sharing my days and my discoveries. So I moved from, I'm originally from New York. I moved from New York to California I documented my whole road trip, and then when I lived in California, I started to, I was already eating raw, um, because I could finally eat some solid stuff again, and I kind of wanted to start over, so I started with a raw diet, which I don't, like, recommend completely, but if you're taxing or going through any kind of withdrawals of any drugs of any kind, it's the best, because it really does help your body get, like, the most pure form of nourishment, which I really needed, And, and so one of the first blog posts I did was like a kind of like a little review on this raw food place I went to in Los Angeles. And then I just started documenting my health journey from there. And if I learned anything cool and new, I put it on there and, and I played guinea pig for myself. And then I would write about, you know, how much different supplements and foods and meditation practices and things were helping me. And people really started to read it and catch on. So, um, and then I got my book deal actually through my blog too. My publishing company found it and sent me an email and offered me a book deal, which does not happen. (laughs) I was like, yes, there's a reason I've been doing this (laughs) for like two or three years and then for 15 years before that very cool well i want to play a game of swipe left swipe right with you it's a playoff of tinder and so basically it's (laughs) yeah that it's you know swipe right if you're into it swipe left if you're not and so these are some common i guess wellness topics that i want to chat with you about Okay. So the first I've never one. Never use Tinder. So wait, swipe right if I like it. Yes, swipe, swipe right is good, okay. and swipe left is no. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> okay. What about supplements? I feel like uh, there are some people like me. I'm big on supplements. Like I do my ashwagandha. I take my, yes. you know, all of my aminos. I take my multivitamins. So are you pro supplements or or not at all? You think it's all just BS? I'm. So pro supplements, like I love supplements more than anyone I know, except for maybe you. It turns out, which is you. <laughs> no, I'm huge. Swipe right, hell yeah. No, they're the best. I actually just did my latest post on the blog is about. Um, it's entitled like, can a pill save your skin? Because a pill saved my skin. <laughs> nice. So, what are your favorites? Yeah. Um, my favorite favorite supplement of all time that I would not anyone or anything without is dim plus actually which like i've been on everything i used to have really bad cystic acne um which a lot of people who've met me in person would not believe because of dim plus at this point in my life um my skin was destroyed and really bad scarring and like i didn't even know what the 
going to do. And um, totally out of control. And I had been on everything in the book a dermatologist can give you from like minocycline to Accutane to topical treatments. I got in cortisone shots, like everything. And when I started taking Dim Plus, what it is is it's an estrogen metabolizer. Um, okay. So whatever is going on in your body, and men can take it too, and it actually really helps your skin and all kinds of wonderful things. Um, but it'll figure out what your estrogen and your testosterone is doing, and it just, like, balances it for you. So nice. I knew that my acne was hormonal because the doctor had told me so. And so my acne was hormonal, and then she had prescribed me an antibiotic. And I was like... <laughs> That's <laughs> not gonna do anything. Right. They think <laughs> so, that's the answer to everything is antibiotics. I know. Oh, something's wrong. Here, take an antibiotic, it'll fix it. And it's like, no, that just, it makes it worse. It's not gonna fix it. It's not gonna fix it. <laughs> so um yeah, nice. so I love Dim, I love Vitex, I love Olive Leaf, um, Rhodiola is one of my favorite like cancer fighting herbs and supplements, vitamin D. Yes. Oh man, I can go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually, I have I a list of my too. favorites on my blog under the beauty section. Oh, so there we go. Wants to see the full list. Go to the Organic Life blog. Okay, <laughs> what about detox programs? To do or not to do? Um, I think if there's like a middle ground for this, like, yes, I mean, I had to detox. I think detox programs are great as far as like detoxing your body if you need it. If you okay. like went on like a binge for like a week and you're like, ugh, why did I just eat all that gluten and dairy and stuff? What do I do? Right. Well, take a bunch of probiotics and like, don't do that again. And re- <laughs> you know? Yeah. And reset your body. Yeah. I right. totally so, yes. agree. Yes. But don't get crazy over it. Don't right. like crash diet for a month. Don't just drink lemon water or whatever. Like I think a lot yeah. of them are really hokey, but I think if when sometimes your body really needs it too. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, so it depends. but don't okay. go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about antiperspirants? That's a big uh, one. That so, is a big one right now. Do you avoid it like the plague, or do you sometimes, if you have a big event, do you throw a little on? I always forget. Okay. <laughs> oh, like when you met me, no, I was not wearing antiperspirant. I always forget. Let's just put it this way. But I do have like a bunch in my bags and stuff. But for me putting stuff under there. So I normally actually will spray like toner and stuff under my pits um, because putting anything like gooey or whatever under there, especially in California, just makes me sweatier. It doesn't matter (laughs) what it is. So, but antiperspirants themselves, like what most deodorants are made of that do the antiperspirant are horrible and absolutely no. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely... I've been on a search for like the best non-toxic deodorant, and I found I finally found uh, a really good one. Um, which one? But yeah, uh, the Agent Nature. That's the one I was just gonna tell you about. So I just That's wrote, my I favorite. just was a judge um, for the Glamour magazine's Glammies, and they actually I picked them, and they're in there. They just won for the best natural deodorant. So, nice. Yeah, grab them. They're yes. great. Yes, I like it, and yeah. they're coming out with like two new scents, which is really cool. Okay. <laughs> Geeking out okay. over non-toxic deodorant. I know. I love it. <laughs> okay. Last question. Um, if there was one thing that you could go back and tell your 20-year-old self, what advice would you give to her? Oh, my God. This is such a good question. Mostly because I always talk to my 70-year-old self, but I always forget to talk <laughs> to my younger self. <laughs> um, I think I would tell her to that it, everything's okay, yeah. but you got to slow down. <laughs> Yeah. Because nice. I was just, I was totally running on empty at that point in my life. So, and I was about to go, that's when I went from like 
nine pills to the 14. So, yeah, it was a big turning point. Very so nice. it's all going to be okay, but slow down, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tara, for calling in and chatting with me. What um, is your website and social media handles for everybody to go and follow you at? Sure. They can go to theorganiclifeblog.com, and my social is organiclifeblog. Nice. Yeah, follow me on Instagram, Snapchat. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter. Thank you so much, Tara. I'm so excited. We geeked out over so many fun products and everybody needs to go to the Organic Life blog right now and follow Tara at Organic Life. And don't forget to buy her book, Cured by Nature. And also, don't forget to listen to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter every Wednesday on iTunes. Follow Tara. You can follow me at Just Plain Zach across all social media platforms. And I'm going to go right now and look up those supplements that she loves. because they are Half of them are probably already on my list, and the other half I need to go buy at Sprouts right now. So I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.